All right, here we go on Sunday morning in Las Vegas. I'm Brian Feldman, and coming to you live from the Fox Sports Residential Bank Corp studio, this is Out of Line. We are here every Sunday morning at 8 on Fox Sports Radio, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM, flagship of the Vegas Golden Knights and sister station of Raiders Nation Radio. Also, here is our social media director, Spencer The Wiz Ostrovsky. And manning the big board is producer Chris Magnum Chapman, who aside from producing a number of shows here at Lotus Broadcasting, also serves as the locker room reporter for the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network and the UNLV pre-game show host on our other sister station, ESPN Radio Las Vegas. We are also streaming on the LV Sports Network, and you can watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. The page is called Out of Line. That's O-U-T-T-A-L-I-N-E. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Out of Line Fox LV. And since we are live your calls and questions are welcome. The Fox Sports Residential Bank Corp studio line is 702-876-1340. Hi, this is Bubby, and it's time for What's on Tap. What's on Tap, brought to you by title sponsor Residential Bank Corp, whether purchasing a new home or refinancing the home you already own. Residential Bank Corp is the company to turn to for all your home financing needs. Residential Bank Corp, funding America one neighborhood at a time. Call 702-964-5720 to get information on all the home financing options currently available in Nevada. On Tap, it's All-Star Weekend for both the NHL and NFL. The Vegas Golden Knights break is almost over, and after a week and a half off, They'll be back on the ice Tuesday night. Derek Carr is on the Pro Bowl roster, but what team's roster will be on next season? We'll talk about that. And Super Bowl Sunday is one week away, and the UNLV running Rebels took a bad loss Friday night. We'll talk about that. And joining us on the show today, Associated Press sports writer Mark Anderson, formerly with the Las Vegas Review Journal. Looking forward to having Mark on the show. That's what's on tap. If you are looking to buy a home or refinance the home you currently own, contact Residential Bank Corp, the company that is funding America one neighbor at a time. Call 702-964-5720 for details on current home financing options in Nevada. And uh, guys, before we get rolling, you know, pretty crazy this weekend, all-star weekend, Chris, and uh, you know, you've got the NHL, they just got done playing in Florida. I actually like the format way better than the old format. I like three-on-three, breaking it up a little bit. I thought it was really cool to see the Kachuk brothers playing together. It's crazy because their parents said it's the first time they've ever played together, which was really kind of cool. And uh, then you've got a flag football game going on in Las Vegas today. Mark's going to be covering that game. We'll talk about that in a little bit as well, but um, you know what? To me, the Pro Bowl has always been a flag football game they've just played in pads so now I guess they're just doing it the way it probably should have always been done because it's the one sport that you just can't go all out in because it's a game you're gonna get hurt playing well the same with hockey I mean those guys are that's a brutal sport uh but yeah the NFL first of all the Pro Bowl has always been a bit of a joke I think for the most part all-star games in general outside of Major League Baseball are all kind of a joke like the NBA it's like who can score 250 points first is basically the NBA All-Star Game, um, the NFL. The skills challenges are more exciting than the games in every yeah. one but the uh, Major League Baseball. Yeah, well, yeah, the home run derby is fun, though. It's I, cool. I, I like that. But, um, you know, with, with the NFL, first of all, the rosters for the Pro Bowl, the quarterbacks for the <laughs> AFC. <laughs> when, when I understand that a lot of guys pull out, but Tyler Huntley yeah. is, is, is an All-Star. Like, like, why even call it? the Pro Bowl, because it's not really an all-star game. Just 
it's just a handful of guys. Some of them are stars. Some of them are guys who luck into to a roster. Look, Derek Carr did not have a Pro Bowl season. I I, I know that because I mean, because six and eleven football team. I I I don't know a lot about I the NFL. Jared but Goff getting put in. Look at his well, numbers yeah, this year. Yeah, and but Derek Carr and Tyler Huntley, Chris. I mean, you know, it's like. Do you use that to negotiate your contract? Does your does your agent say, "Hey, Tyler Huntley was in a Pro Bowl. He needs more money." I yeah. Mean, I, oh my God. If I'm Tyler Huntley, I'm having my agent go down that road, no doubt, right? Because without, I'm having Derek Carr too, just to trying to justify what he's trying going to be trying to get on the open market. Yeah, it's 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 funny, right? Like the Pro Bowl. When I was a kid, you used to look at these rosters, and they were actually all stars. You know, you, you you'd see guys who were. All stars that that their team did not. Oh, remember they always used to do it the week after the Super Bowl yep. too. So a lot of times you wouldn't get to see Elway or Montana. Well, the only significant in, in, injury I ever remember in a Pro Bowl was the Miami Dolphin running back. He got hurt on the beach. No, that playing, was a Patriot, Robert Robert Edwards. Ro- Robert Edwards who broke yeah. blew out his knee on the beach on the playing beach. football, playing flag, flag football. football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only the only time anyone's ever really got. You know what? What blows me away though is I saw Vinny Bonsignor tweet out that if Derek Carr was to get hurt in the Pro Bowl. Per the CBA, like if he gets seriously injured, no he, way that will that will mess up the forty million guarantee. The Raiders would be on the hook because it's a non-injury type of thing that's for his salary. Yeah, wow. yeah. So that's crazy. I, I can't imagine the Raiders are, are thrilled about Derek Carr playing in the Pro Bowl. I can't imagine. He may play harder than anyone else. <laughs> well, no, actually, he he, he he will. Yeah, he will. But but, but I, I mean, look at the way he and and he his comments after the skills competition were were, were pretty yeah. funny, but. Uh, Brian, I, I, I just feel like we might be at the point where there's really no use for the Pro Bowl anymore. Like I think you still recognize them in some way and maybe have them all gather somewhere to meet. And uh, I don't know what you do. I mean, flag football to me made the most sense. They're making a little bit of a joke out of it with the Manning brothers. And, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Vegas has been pretty excited about it. a lot of kids got to go out and meet these guys, see them out in public. That kind of thing, I think, is cool. Yeah, I got to I got to go to the... I went to the Shrine Bowl on Thursday. Uh, and, I couldn't go to that. And it was the first time that I had ever been to to a college All Star game, and it was it was tough watch. It it really was. The final score was twelve to three. Yeah, I saw that. No 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 touchdowns. Bill Belichick and and the actually I think Troy Brown was was the head coach calling the plays for uh, the 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 East team and the Atlanta Falcons staff was uh, the West team and Brian. It it was really a tough watch. Like I, I oh, first, it, was br- it was brutal. I, first I, first of all, there was nobody there. There were only about two thousand people there, and I, I I was I was sitting with Jesse Merrick from uh, Channel Three and Kevin Martin from Channel Eight, and aside from having some really good laughs with them, they're 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 great people, by the way. I love sitting and and just talking with them. But uh, I'm actually wearing my Mammoth shirt today. Kevin is a Mammoth grad, so uh, uh, small world, but small um, schools and, and yeah, really small and, schools. And, and um. Jesse went to Azusa Pacific, where he was a wide receiver on their football and Christian team. Christian so. Okoye, I believe, is an Azusa Pacific yeah, grad. Yeah, an, an alumni as but well. Anyway, so so I'm sitting there with them, and we we were talking about just how 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 awful the game is. But like one of the things that I mentioned is why on earth did they play this game at 5:30 on a Thursday night, right? Like if you want to get locals to come to this thing, you don't play it. In the middle of the week at dinner time or before dinner time. I mean, unless you're serving free hot dogs and sodas and beers. Yeah, yeah. Or something. like like you 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 do it on a Saturday afternoon yeah. at noon or one o'clock. And I understand maybe there's a quick turnaround for the Pro Bowl, 
But even if the Pro Bowl kicks off at 4 o'clock, you have 24 hours. Well, I think they saw that that was a mistake. And, I mean, if you're going to play that kind of a game, take it back out to Sam Boyd Stadium. Well, I don't, and I don't, they, they could have played it at Gorman. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And, and they would have still. And there it, still would have been empty seats. A lot of empty seats. How about, how about the XFL playing at Cashman Field? Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll talk about that. that <laughs> that's, that's definitely something we need to talk about. Listen, let's, let's get going on this because I do want to talk about the NHL All-Star game and about the Golden Knights. And, of course, we will get to the Pro Bowl, too. But I want to bring Mark Anderson aboard. So let's go ahead, Spence. Hit nightcap. Hockey players, as you know, are warriors. They don't give up. They come to play every game. It's time for Nightcap, a cup full of the Vegas Golden Knights. From highlights to interviews to special events, the puck starts here. Well, the puck does start here, and um, actually it's going to start again uh, this coming week when the Vegas Golden Knights take to the ice after almost two weeks off. I think probably if there was ever a break needed by a professional sports franchise in any league at any time I can remember in my lifetime, there's been a couple of them, but I would say the Vegas Golden Knights desperately needed this time off to try to figure things out. Uh, Although Bruce Cassidy down in Florida for the All-Star game, him, Chandler Stevenson, and of course, um, uh, Thompson was also down there, Logan Thompson, the three representatives of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the Pacific Division went out right away, but, um, you know, it was still nice to see them out there. Really happy for Logan Thompson to get a chance to play in the All-Star game in his first full season as an NHL starting goaltender. But overall, um, like I said, I like the format of that. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. It was really cool to see uh, Crosby and Ovechkin playing together. I mean, my God, man, they put on a little bit of a clinic on two goals. It was super cool that Chuck brothers, as we mentioned, Matthew Chuck, four goals, um, four goals and uh, was it three assists, seven points in the game, which is pretty amazing. And the Detroit Red Wing captain, I love seeing that man, five goals and one assist. He could have very well been the uh, the MVP as well of the All-Star game. Those things were kind of cool. Otherwise, it's an All-Star game, as Chris said. There's not very much checking that goes on, almost minimal, other than guys messing with each other. But you do get to see the offensive talents of these guys. Like I said, uh, what a rare treat to see a Ovechkin in a three-on-three game to see Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby skating together. That was extremely cool. Mark, I want to bring you in. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to watch the All-Star game. I know you get a chance to cover now. Really cool, by the way, first of all, to have you back in the sports scene with us. Over 20 years covering UNLV and being with the Las Vegas Review-Journal, covering almost every sporting event that took place in Nevada. Mark, of course, stepped away from that responsibility for a little while. Now back with the Associated Press, getting to do all this over again, but on a bigger scale getting an opportunity now to cover professional sports franchises in Las Vegas like the Vegas Golden Knights and of course the Las Vegas Raiders but starting with the All-Star game I don't know I, I know that now that you're paying a lot of attention to hockey Mark you get a chance to watch the games uh no I was busy yesterday working on Pro Bowl stuff so I, I didn't watch yeah. one minute of it yesterday. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? You know, I can't say that you missed a lot other than, like I said, it is really cool to see some of the best players in the world go at it together. And like I see the, the Chuck brothers, seeing them work the puck back and forth. And, you know, I, I, I keep talking about Ovechkin and Crosby, but that is just a rare treat that you're never going to get in most opportunities. Um, it was cool. And it was cool again to see Logan Thompson and Chandler Stevenson both get their chance to play in their first NHL All-Star game. And Bruce Cassidy, of course, because they had 
had such a good start, got a chance to coach there as well. So that was a nice representative. Talking about the Golden Knights, Mark, we've been sitting next to each, to each other this season at a number of games. Um, this team got off to one of the hottest starts in the National Hockey League this year, You know, right up there with the Boston Bruins, who had a great start as well. But they have faded as of late. Obviously, the injury bug hit them, not nearly as bad as it did last year, but they're still being affected by it this year. But you got guys like Mark Stone, who was trying to rehab his back. Finally, they decided a couple weeks ago, look, we got to we got to cut this guy open and get surgery done on him. He has surgery done on his back. We know he's probably out the remainder of the regular season. Don't know if he'll be back for the postseason, if there is one. But what do you make of this Golden Knights team, Mark, that started so hot and as of late is ice cold and not finding just not finding a way to put the puck in the net? It just reminds me so much of how last season ended. Um, you know, they were they were leading the the division at the All Star break last season, and looked like they're for sure going to make the uh, the playoffs. And this completely uh, faded down the stretch. And this year, the fade seems like it's happening earlier. Um, they obviously still have plenty of time together. Uh, they're second in the division of points uh, percentage, uh, but they just don't seem. And I don't know how they overcome that. Yeah, it it, it is going to be tough. I mean, you look at them. You look lately, and let's you know, it's all about what have you done for me lately. This team two six and two in their last ten games. They've lost four games in a row, and uh, now that right, if the season were to end right now, they'd be the fifth seed in the Western Conference and third in the Pacific Division. Although they're only one point behind the Kraken and the L.A. Kings, but either way, th- it is discouraging considering how far out front they were. Um, And as I mentioned, Mark, the team can't score. One of the big things I've been pointing to, and you know, you don't like to harp or just point a finger. It's a number of reasons, uh, and it's not just one person that's not putting the puck in the net. But the bottom line is, I've said it week in and week out, Jack Eichel was brought to this team to be a offensive leader. And many people considered him when he, you know, drafted number two behind Connor McDavid a few years back. You know, they say when he is at the peak of his game and playing his best hockey, Talent-wise, he might be the third best player in the game right now based on his age and talent-wise. They're saying, you know, Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, and then potentially Jack Eichel. You know, he's not even in the top 75 right now. I mean, this is very discouraging. I know he missed a few games for injury, but he's healthy right now. What do you think, Mark, is going through Jack Eichel's head right now knowing that this team needs him? I mean, he hasn't scored a goal in nine games. What strikes me as really weird about was on Eichel. He's not even seems like he's attempting to score a lot of times. He just sort of out there, and I, I just I don't really know what the answer is for that. So it's hard for me to get inside his head. The only thing that seems to make sense to me is maybe he's doing some sort of injury. He just doesn't want to make a big deal about. But you know, I I, I don't I really don't know. Um, obviously, he played great with Stone uh, when they were together, but you know, he's he's got to step it up, and we've seen when he plays well, how great he is. But the past month or so, he's just been awful. And I don't, and he, and if their dice are going to do anything the second half of the season, he's got to be the old Jack Eichel. If he isn't, you know, I can see this being a replay of last season. Yeah, it would be almost tragic this year, especially Bill Foley at the beginning of the season saying this team is set to win a Stanley Cup, and I expect nothing less than that. Heck, right now this team needs to get into the playoffs and hopefully have a home ice advantage at least in the first round, and they need to recover. And I think the All Star break couldn't have come at a better time. I, you know, I said at the top of the show. 
you know, some teams, man, they're rolling, and you, you don't want to have a break that's going to be a week and a half long. For this team, they needed it, and they needed to get their collective heads together. And, uh, you know, Jack Eichel, one of the pieces, another one of those pieces, I mean, Jonathan Marchessault, Riley Smith, those two guys started off the season like a house on fire. It looked like those guys were going to have personal best seasons, and both of them have tailed off. Carlson's actually been picking it up, the one misfit that has been putting the puck in the net. And one of the guys, you know, Mark, that, that I've been saying kind of, you know, tongue in cheek about Phil Kessel because you know he's got this consecutive grain streak going. That's nothing short of miraculous. When you're talking about a sport like the NFL or the NHL, and you put a consecutive game streak together of a thousand games, that is ridiculous considering the NFL, how the NHL, how fast paced it is. You know, a very physical game, and yet Phil Kessel just keeps rolling along. Um, and I said at some point this year, based on earlier play in the season, he's going to have to be a healthy scratch. Bruce Cassidy has to win hockey games and look at that as something as a priority but then all of a sudden the last eight games even though this team has been struggling Phil Kessel's not the fault of that Phil Kessel I think had three goals in the last seven or eight games six points total this guy's been playing his heart out and you know what he's earning his ice time right now where other guys that that this team counts on is not who do you think Mark in your opinion, needs to step up besides Eichel and maybe the guys I mentioned in the second half of the season for this team to make a run? Uh, they need better goaltending, too. I know Logan Thompson actually has been playing pretty well. He's actually he's played well enough for them to win. Um, but th- there are times when he needs to make a really good save to keep the team in there or ahead or whatever, and, he, and he's faulted. Um, and Aiden Hill is, is not playing nearly as well as he was early in the season. And I think they may, and with, as well as Martin Versace playing for uh, Henderson, they may need to really consider bringing him up at some point. Um, not necessarily make him the number one, but he if he could be a combo with Logan Thompson, I think that could be pretty good because I do think Thompson generally is playing pretty pretty well. Uh, I, but I do think there is room for him to take him up to the next level. And uh, Because when a team's struggling like this, that's when you really need your goalies to really shut down the other team. And, and Logan will give up you know, two or three goals and keep his team in it. But he needs to get, maybe he needs to get to the point where he's just, if not pitching a shutout, coming really close to it and where his team doesn't have to have a big offensive night to win. Yeah, once in a while that is important that goaltending carries the load and there's going to be one nothing, 2-1 games that you've got to be on the winning side of those games and Logan Thompson you're right, has showed the ability and we said that, I mean he's an all-star based on his performance in the first half of the season and I thought it was deserved and really good for him and his confidence and for this team to see him get there, I'm sure everybody's happy for him, but you're right, Aiden Hill's been uh, especially as of late the epitome of inconsistency if not more towards the bad side and I agree you got to look at some point of bringing Laurent Brossois up. He's an NHL goaltender that's been down in the AHL all year. You know, he was hurt all last year, and so you know, other guys got an opportunity, but I agree with you. I think you need somebody to be able to come up and play every fourth game or so in the nets for the Golden Knights that's going to be consistent and can sit for two or three games and then come in and be sharp when he does get the call. And Laurent Brossois is used to that, and I think he'd bode well to bring him up here. And, you know, other guys like Shea Theodore coming back I think is going to be 
a real blessing for this team going forward. They got 31 games to go. You can't be missing a great two-way player like Shea Stevenson for two, or, or excuse me, um, like Shea Theodore for too long. This guy is really good, and you're going to see again him help out this team. You need everyone else to stay healthy on the defensive side, and guys that have stepped up and been playing well, like Michael Amadio, Paul Cotter. Those guys have to continue to be, keep playing well. What do you think, Mark? Just right now, off the cup prediction: thirty-one games to go in the season. They're one point behind the Seattle Kraken and the LA Kings. I know Seattle's got a couple games in hand right now. If the season were to end, as I mentioned, they'd be the fifth seed. Where do you expect them to be at season's end? Well, I'm with you, Brian. I think this break will do them a lot of good. I think they need it mentally more than physically. Uh, they just need to step away from the game. Um, the talent is there. I, I you know, I, I do think Eichel is going to figure it out at some point. Uh, I, you know, you mentioned Ch- Chase Theodore coming back. That's huge. I do think that I, I think they got a run in them. Uh, I think this team's going to make the. I'm still fairly concerned, uh, certain this team's going to make the playoffs. I don't know they'll win the Pacific. Seattle has really surprised me how well they're playing, uh, but I can see this being a dogfight between them and Seattle. Uh, down the stretch, and Edmonton's a team to watch out for too. They've been coming on, um, so I, th- I think the uh, I think the Golden Knights will will uh, might get might get home my first round. I'm not sure beyond that, but I do I do think they'll make playoffs. I'm I'm in agreement with you. I mean, they're back. Uh, they're on the road for their first two games after the All-Star Gig. Tuesday, they'll be playing in Nashville against the Predators. And then on Thursday, they'll go and play Marc-Andre Fleury's current team, uh, the Minnesota Wild, before they head back to T-Mobile Arena. They'll be here next week on Super Bowl Sunday. Mags, I'll bring you in real quick on this. I do want your opinion. Um, I know we both said last week we thought the break was huge for this team going forward. Um, but now the break is getting ready to come to an end. What do you expect of this team in the last 31 games. Well, Brian, I don't really know what to expect from this team because obviously with the news, Mark Stone being out for, well, indefinitely, um, who, who the hell knows what indefinitely means, right? Is it is it three months? Is it five months? Is it a year? Um, with that news, it, it, it's it's tough to gauge how, how this team finishes the season. For If it's anything like what we've seen the last 10 games, they're done. Put a fork in them. Um, they're they're going to need to find a way to win games without Mark Stone. I mean, that's that's the reality of the situation. They didn't prove they could do it last year. They haven't proved they could do it this year when he's not been in the lineup. It's it's a moment, like you mentioned, for Jack Eichel. He has an opportunity now to, to shut a lot of people up, to silence a lot of the doubters. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I, I'll i be honest, Brian. I, I have no idea what to expect. I, I have zero clue. Um, and the trade deadline coming up, we'll see where they are. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm kind of in the, the camp of, you don't really do anything outrageous, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm going to say that I also agree that they, I think they will make the playoffs. I'll agree with Mark Anderson on that one. I don't know that they're going to get past the first round unless Stone maybe comes back. But then again, how good will he be if he misses that many games before coming back? And again, we're talking about a back injury. But to me, the key names down the stretch, and I've already mentioned them, you need Jack Eichel. He has got to start uh, producing offensively. Riley Smith and Jonathan March, so have got to find their rhythm again and start putting the puck in the net. They're among the scoring leaders on this team still, and yet they have been so quiet uh, with as far as offensive production goes. William Carlson needs to cl- keep playing well. You know, Alex Petrangelo, Shea Theodore, they've got to do their thing, and we're going to have to... Cons- t- t- 
to continue to see guys like Michael Amadio and uh, Paul Cotter step up and play really big roles on this team going forward. Um, it is going to be a crapshoot, and again, I do agree with what Mark said. I think it's maybe time to give uh, Laurent Brossois an opportunity to play between the pipes for the Vegas Golden Knights again, and maybe let Aiden Hill go down. And, and again, Aiden Hill's played better than I think all of us thought he would at the beginning of the season, but I think he's sliding into where we all thought he would be right around this time. All right, Spencer, go ahead and hit it. Fact this. Facts this. If you don't like the facts, take your ass back to bed. Fact this. Well, it's a fact. In a little less than four hours, Las Vegas will host the first ever NFL flag football Pro Bowl. This game, in my opinion, has always been close to a flag football game, as I said earlier. So this year, they decided to make it official. Uh, Mark, what are your thoughts? You're heading down to the Pro Bowl. You've been covering uh, the skills competitions and everything going on here. Some of, some of the best players in the National Football League, some won't be there because they're playing in the Super Bowl. Some won't be there because they're injured, and some won't be there simply because they don't want to be there. But what do you make of this game coming up today? I, I just, you know, I think if you're going to have an all-star game, you have to have an actual game. <laughs> but the the problem is, as we've seen, even when they've had the actual game, it's not been a real game. So I, I don't know what they do about this thing. If, if they didn't have, never had the Pro Bowl, it, it would, wouldn't bother me at all. Um, the crazy thing is, is when you look at the ratings every year, it's still the highest-rated event of the weekend. Uh, you know, last year's Pro Bowl drew a huge crowd to Legion. I don't know what tomorrow today's game is going to bring in that regard um maybe people will be more, even more excited because it's they've done away with the whole facade of playing a game and and uh and and maybe the flag football will be much more competitive but i don't know it's not it's not something that that uh really captivates me <laughs> <laughs> mark i said i said if i was covering the game today i would be bringing a pillow and catching up on some badly needed rest but realistically for fans, the one thing that will be cool is you'll be able to see the faces of all the players wearing their helmets. They look like these gladiators. You never really get a look at the guys. So for them, they get to showcase who they are by fans getting to see them uh, easily on the field right now. You know, you got the Manning brothers. You got a lot of guys out there. It's more guys coming around and goofing around. And, you know, is that what we really want to see? I agree with you. I don't think there needs to be an NFL All-Star game. I think you could just list an All-Star team because again like Joe Burrow just opts out I mean Joe Burrow so needs to be in this all-star game he's not playing in the Super Bowl and he's you know among the to me one of the best three quarterbacks on the planet right now and yet he opts out of the game that's the problem I think just name the guys put them on a sheet your starter your backup quarterback and list them like you would all Americans or something there's no need to make them play the game uh, if you want to have a skills competition somewhere to reward them with a little vacation for their family why not but that would be enough. Mark, sliding into staying on the subject of football, and before I let you go, we've got a segment we call The Bones here, and it's our weekly Las Vegas Raiders report. And obviously, the biggest news in town is Derek Carr um, and what's going to happen with Derek Carr. You know, a lot of fans liked him. Um, as a member of the media, I thought he was a really good person, a good guy, easy to talk to, 
never shied away from a question, answered them to the best of his ability. But like I say all the time, I mean, as much as I like him as a person, Derek Carr many times when they really needed him down the stretch in games wasn't there or failed to perform when they needed him to. I don't think he was the answer to take this team to the promised land and get the Raiders back to a Super Bowl. I think they did need to find somebody else, but the big question now is what is going to happen with Derek Carr? Because as of February 15th, if he is still healthy, meaning he doesn't go down in the Pro Bowl game today, and and he doesn't get cut by the Raiders, that's 40 million plus dollars they owe him in guaranteed money. I know they finally let him start talking to other teams, but there's stipulations in that, and they're monetary stipulations. What do you think happens with Derek Carr? I think he's going to get released on February 15th. I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, I just, it just seems like, I just, it, it's, it, it seems like a lot to ask for a trade to be made between now and February 15th, especially when he and his agent really haven't had a chance to evaluate much. Um, no, it's possible. I mean, who knows? Maybe in a couple of days, a team will jump in. But I also think teams are waiting for Jared, for Derek Carr to be cut because they're like, why should we give up assets? If, you know, if we could just go sign him as a free agent. Um, you're obviously taking a chance if you do that. Um, you, you may miss out on him if you really want him. If a team wants him badly enough, they can maybe. They, I would think they would make a, try to make a trade for him. Um, but my suspicion is is um, he will get cut because I think he's going to. Uh, really make that no trade clause work. Um, I think he prefers to be a free agent. I don't think he unless it's a trade that blows him away. I don't think he wants to. I so, um, so that that is my suspicion. I mean, the Raiders could hold on to him. I just don't think they will. I, I see no way they hold on to him. I think they're desperately praying that somehow between now and the 15th of February, uh, they are able to, somebody is willing to make a trade for him and scoop up some of that monetary obligation. If not, I can't see them not releasing him on the 15th to save a great deal of money. Um, it, it just it, It's very important to them. Now that bodes the question, regardless whether they trade him or whether he is released, Derek Carr will be playing football in the National Football League next year. I can almost assure you of that. And, you know, a lot of speculation as to where he will go. Uh, my three top choices, it's funny. I'll tell you my third choice first. I see him as potentially a New Orleans Saint. I mean, uh, they have one of the most disjointed quarterback rooms in the National Football League right now, and Clark is clearly better than the options they have. You know, Jameis Winston, a decent quarterback who's been battled incessant injuries throughout his career time in, I should say, in New Orleans. You know, then you got Andy Dalton. He's 35 years old, whose best years are clearly in his rearview mirror. And you got the Swiss Army knife, Taysom Hill. In my opinion, the the fewer QB snaps he plays, the better for the Saints. I mean, not that I don't like him as an overall player, but not as a quarterback. The Saints don't have a high first-round draft pick in 2023. Um, so they're probably not going to find a better option than Derek Carr right now. Um, so I like the Saints as one of them. I think the commanders, same thing, a top-tier quarterback away from maybe being a major player in the NFL. And they should take advantage of this window. The team is blessed with young offensive talent. Uh, uh, these players deserve a better quarterback than Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke. Um, the two options don't make the best sense. And I think Derek Carr, again, would be a decent fit in Washington. And my number one pick, hey, the big rumor was Tom Brady is going to be a Las Vegas Raider. I said that was never going to happen. I said the guy needs to retire. I'm so happy, not that I was right, happy that Tom Brady is walking away, and I hope he stays away from the game. I mean, I, I said I say it all the time. Father time and Mother Nature are undefeated. They've killed every one of us uh, in existence. 
distance, and at some point in time, the wheels are going to fall off where you can clearly see them like we did with Drew Brees in his last season. I don't want to see that happen to Tom Brady where he looks just inept as a quarterback. I'm glad he walked away, but that being said, Tampa Bay now has a hole at the quarterback position. I don't believe they've got a lot of faith in Blaine Gabbert or, or Kyle Trask, so Derek Carr, to me, that might be the best fit of all for him, and actually, offensively, they've got some pretty decent players with Mike Evans as a wide receiver, you know, one of the top-tier wide receivers in the game, a good option for Derek Carr. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, and I, I, I was ready to throw the Dolphins out there, too. Um, I, I just don't think you can run into him. You know, he, he's got these history concussions, and he, I, I'm, can you tell me he's going to play all 17 games next season? I, you know, but history has shown that's not going to happen. And the Dolphins have a pretty good team. Uh, you put in Derek Carr in that Dolphins lineup, uh, you know, that, that could be a team that really competes in the AFC East. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I think I think, um, I think think a warm-weather team also would be ideal for him. And we've really – and all we've talked about really are warm-weather teams. Carolina is another team I'd look at for him. Um, you know, um, so it's uh, – yeah, I, I, he, I think he can – I think Derek Carr is underrated. I, I, I don't think he's – Joe Burrow, but I think he's better than a lot of fans have given him credit for. Um, and so I think if he gets gets in the right situation, I think he can do really well. Well, well he's de- definitely seasoned, and I like Carolina. Another team is, uh, who uh, I'm sure Mags will start shaking his head, but the New York Jets are going to be looking for a quarterback as well. So that is a possibility. Spencer, I want to bring you in real quick because uh, Spencer, the diehard Raiders guy, I know he probably disagrees with Mark's comment on Derek Garr um, being a savior for any team out there, being an underrated quarterback. Spencer's been on this guy for ages. Spencer, where do you think Derek Carr? ends up uh that, that's a great question i really, really don't know I, I agree with you tampa bay is probably a good landing spot for him i, I hear the jets aren't as interested in Derek carr anymore i think they're going to swing for the fences for aaron Rodgers. so i think they're a team that's going to wait for the ball to drop there I, I think he'll be fine wherever he goes you know i'm not his biggest fan i just think he's he's so okay and i've i've seen okay quarterbacks for the past 20 years of my life as a raiders fan and i'm so sick of them qb number 15 and I'm a lot ready to see number five or something closer to QB number five on my team. I can understand that, Spencer, and you've got a really good point. Uh, you know, the Jets becoming the wasteland for Green Bay co- ex-Green Bay quarterbacks where they go out to pasture. They did it with Brett Favre. Now they'll send Aaron Rodgers out to pasture at the end of his career. We'll see. Um, I have heard rumors of, of him potentially going there as well. Listen, Mark, I want to really thank you for joining the show today. I know you did a long time. He's got to head over to Allegiant Stadium. I hope that game isn't as boring as I think it will be, but at least the one thing they do at Allegiant Stadium with the media um, that some other places don't do, they feed us very well, so you should at least get a good meal out of it today. Yeah, that should not be a problem. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I appreciate it, Brian. I look forward to seeing you again on uh, Super Bowl Sunday if you're going to be out at the, the Golden Knights Out game. at the Knights game before the Super Bowl. I'll see you then, my friend. Once again, that is Mark Anderson, sports writer for the Associated Press, covers the Raiders, Vegas Golden Knight Aces, and all major sporting events in town. Former writer for the Las Vegas Review Journal for several years and many times a host, uh, a guest on the show, and we're happy to have him again. Thanks to Mark Anderson. Um, we're going to head into, you know, stick to the subject real quick of the NFL. And I said last week, uh, Chris, you heard me here, uh, Spencer Mir, I said, don't 
don't drink the Tom Brady Kool-Aid Raiders fans. I said it straight up. I should have grabbed that sound segment. And Spencer said he was drinking the Kool-Aid, and Tom Brady was going to be a Raider. He was a good fit here. Um, not that if he didn't retire, do I think that the Raiders would have probably been the first or second choice of him to play at had he decided to play football again next season. But I'm glad he's out of the league, and I'm glad he's retired. Uh, Spencer, I want your thoughts on that because you did think Tom Brady would be a Raiders quarterback. And since we know it's not going to be Tom Brady, who is going to be under center for the Raiders uh, at the start of the 2023 season? Well, I'll tell you who I hope it's not. And I did think Tom Brady was going to be here, but I, I think he was finally decided it was time to hang it up. And it's probably for the best. So I think number right now their number one plan, and that's what all the hype is about, is Aaron Rodgers. There's him and Devontae Adams are hanging out in Las Vegas playing golf and Aaron Rodgers, you know how he is. He knows how to play the media. He's playing it up, too. So that's what all the hype is right now. I don't know if I want Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's, it sounds like the perfect Raiders quarterback, you know, like the old quarterback who comes in to win a Super Bowl for the Raiders. It's a, it's a story as old as time, you know, for this organization. What I'd prefer to see, and definitely not Jimmy Garoppolo, I just hope more than anything else in life that, <laughs> that guy does not come to my football team, uh, is be- I'd rather see a young quarterback like C.J. Stroud. A lot of Raiders fans are big on Anthony Richardson. Not my number one choice, but if it was up to me, truly, it's either C.J. Stroud or you sit on, uh, what's his name, the quarterback who played here at the end of the season for the Raiders. I, Jay- I'd rather just, see you'd rather see Jared, Jared Stidham? Stidham? Yes, I'd rather stick with Jared Stidham for a year. See what happens. If it's good, he's good, and we stick with it. Or if he's bad, you're in the running for Caleb Williams. And like I said, that's a guy who I feel has potential to be one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Every team has to suffer before they get to the other side. You can go down the list. You can go to the Jaguars. They want a playoff game this year after being the worst team in football. So I think that's the finally the path that the Raiders need to go down. Now, the last time that happened was Jamarcus Russell, but let's hope that doesn't happen again for the Raiders. <laughs> There's only one Jamarcus Russell. Uh, I mean, that was the biggest bust, number one overall pick in the NFL history, bar none. Um, but I would say, Spencer, Jared Stidham has the same opportunity to be the starting quarterback in 2023 as Rich Passaccia had to be the starting head coach here in 2022. It's not going to happen. Uh, Mark Davis is a guy, a guy he's got to have some flash and when it comes to his head coach and his quarterback especially his dad was always that way they're going to find somebody I unfortunately for you Spencer based on what you said I think you're going to be gravely disappointed because I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the number one target for uh, the Las Vegas Raiders I'm not disagreeing that I think he was a mistake he'd be a mistake except for the fact Jimmy G has played in several big games something Derek Carr had not done Jimmy G does have that experience of playing in the biggest games in the NFL the Super Bowl a couple of division uh, uh, conference championship games those bode well when you get late in the season when you you're under pressure and you have to win a game Jimmy G's been in those situations and that will help him but I'm not going to disagree I don't think Jimmy G is the answer either long term for the Raiders I think Aaron Rodgers would be huge for the Raiders but unfortunately I don't think he's going to come here I think monetarily his contract's going to be a problem and he can talk with Devontae Adams all he likes but my guess is the two if the two of them play together next year it won't be on the Raiders maybe the Packers again although 
although I don't see Devontae Adams going back there. But um, going to be interesting. Another guy to look for. He's going to want to land somewhere. I know that the Ravens are going to make a hard push to keep um, Lamar Jackson. But Lamar Jackson made it clear during the season that he wanted to play somewhere else. Detroit being one of those teams. Detroit's not moving on. I never thought I'd say this, but as a Detroit Lions fan, I would rather see Jared Goff under center than Lamar Jackson. And I never thought I'd say that. But after what Jared Goff did, the body of work, Lamar Jackson's been hurt the last couple of years. His playing style is not conducive for a long-term career in the National Football League, and he's already played almost a decade. So I don't know about Lamar Jackson as far as um, for the Raiders, he is another name you need to throw in the hat because that is a guy that is going to end up somewhere, and I don't think he'll be a Raven next year. Now that the Lions are an option, there were a few other options that he looked at. I think New Orleans might have been one, maybe Miami, but the Raiders now have an opening. And the one thing with the Raiders, depending on what happens in free agency, I need they, they need to shore up Mark Collins and Josh Jacobs. I think two guys they need to sign and keep on this team because if you keep Collins and Jacobs in store, you look at the running back, you've got maybe the most productive running back in the National Football League last season. You've got Devontae Adams if he stays, which which as of right now, there's no rumor on him going anywhere. You've got him on one side. Mark Collins definitely proved himself as a good number two wide out. And then as a slot receiver, Hunter Renfro, if he can stay healthy, um, small guy, but as good of a slot receiver as there is in the National Football League, you really have some great skilled positions. I think Darren Waller at some point will be dealt before the season starts. If not, though, with him, you know, with him and Foster Moreau, you've got two really good tight ends. That is a lucrative position for a quarterback. Now, granted, the offensive line's makeshift. They try to bunch of combinations that didn't work. Maybe that, and obviously defense will be a focus in the offseason to shore up. It's a, There's a lot to fix, but as far as skilled position goes, if you're a quarterback, and I'm looking at the Las Vegas Raiders, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, uh, Hunter Renfro, I'm saying, wow, man, that's a team with some really good skilled position players. They can make me look good. That might be appealing to a guy like Aaron Rodgers if there's any way to work it out. I just don't see it happening. My prediction, I'm going to say it now, Jimmy G will be the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders in 2023. What do you think, Chris? I think you you, you nailed it. I, I I think for starters, the price that the Raiders will have to pay to get Aaron Rodgers. Look, we can all think it's gr- it'd be great if Aaron Rodgers came here, and and you know what? Maybe offensively it would. The Raiders' defense sucks. You have to rebuild the defense before you start thinking about going out and getting a player like Aaron Rodgers. Yep. The Jets, it, it it sounds crazy. The Jets are a quarterback away. The Jets are right there. Garrett Wilson had an unbelievable season for the Jets. Corey Davis, good receiver for the Jets. Uh, Brees Hall will be coming back from injury. It was having an unbelievable season for the Jets running the ball. May have ended up being the offensive rookie of the year. Sauce Gardner might be already, after one season in the league, the best cornerback in the entire NFL. The New York Jets are right there. They need a quarterback. If they are able to get, and if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I know people, I've heard it thrown around, and it's it's laughable. Oh, well, why would he want to go to New York? The Jets will always be the second fiddle to the New York Giants. Maybe that's the case. But if you win a Super Bowl with the New York Jets, you will go down in New York history as quite possibly the most significant athlete in the history of the city. That's how bad it's been for the Jets since Joe Namath retired. The Raiders are not close. 
I'm sorry. Offensively, they have all the all the weapons, but defense what, wins championships. What, what, what's what's the status of Darren Waller? What's the status of status of Hunter Renfro? Are they going to be on the team Mark next Collins. year? Yeah, are, I mean, are those guys going to be on the team next year? It sounds great, the reunion with 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 Devontae Adams. I just don't think the Raiders are close. Defensively, they're not good. Not close enough that a 36, 37-year-old quarterback wants to end his career on a team yeah. that probably isn't going to go anywhere. Now, now, there's other places. You mentioned New Orleans. New Orleans is, is, is pretty solid in a lot of areas. Might be a quarterback away. Jameis, famous Jameis, ain't getting the job done there. I don't think he goes to Miami because I do think they they believe in Tua. When Tua was playing, I thought he was an MVP candidate when he was when he was healthy. And it pains me to say that because I said he was a bust just a year ago. The guy the guy proved me wrong. Now he's just got to stay healthy. The Jets make the make perfect sense. They went out and hired Nathaniel Hackett, his old offensive coordinator from Green Bay. The Raiders need to rebuild that defense. I think Jimmy G is a stopgap. You. Jimmy G's a free agent, I think. So you can, in theory, if, if if he is, you don't have to spend any draft picks to get Jimmy Garoppolo. You can sign him, and then you can go and, and build through the draft. Yep. The, the biggest problem that the Raiders are facing today is the absolute dumpster fire of draft picks from uh, from John Gruden when he was here. That year that they had what three four picks in the first round or or, or oh, whatever well, it was wasted picks oh and my outside God. of Josh Jacobs you didn't get one starter yep like the, that that adds up that catches up to you when you draft poorly I could trans I I could transition it to hockey the Golden Knights do not have. A star player. When you take an offensive lineman like a Leatherwood with like the thirteenth or fourteenth pick, and that doesn't pan out, that really hurts yeah, you. Yeah, if you're if you're drafting an offensive lineman that high, you got to hit. Yep, he's got to at least be a starter. Yeah, you don't need to get a like. You, it, it's absurd to think you're going to draft a Pro Bowler at every position, every high draft. But you got to get players. You got to get starters. The Raiders, they they barely got that in some of those John Gruden drafts. So. That was a mistake. I I said it when he was hired that it was a mistake. I'll, I'll toot my own horn there because I looked at his last few years in Tampa and realized the guy was not that good of a coach. Chris, you know what? In my opinion, the last three uh, the last three Raiders head coaches who was the best, Rich Passaccia. Yeah, yeah. No, it's funny to say that. But I mean, he I was. mean look, the, the the jury is obviously they still all out got on along McDaniels, with him. Everyone but, was happy on the team. But, you didn't know everyone complaining when he when you went in the locker room and Passaccia was the coach of this team. Nobody was complaining. Everyone seemed to be okay with the way things were going. Now, now, and especially with all the controversy that went on with Ruggs and Gruden, this team gathered around and he was able to rally the troops win the last three games and get them into the playoffs well that and that that's you know you can't go back and and, and rewrite history though they let it they let him go they moved they chose to go with Josh McDaniels they're stuck with Josh McDaniels and and Raider fans may not want to hear this I don't think John I I don't think Mark Davis wants to pay three head coaches Old so, McDaniels had a farm yeah. EIEIO that's yeah, so, that's what we so got going on I here. think McDaniels is going to be here for the for the hall 
He'll he'll be here for next season. I told people that all uh, all all along. And Spencer's right. Like last week, I bagged on Ziggler a little bit, and he has done a pretty adequate job as far as getting personnel here. He didn't really have a choice on Josh McDaniel. I mean, they kind of came as a package deal, but Josh McDaniel is who Mark Davis wanted. Make no mistake about that. And Dave Ziegler's not going to rock, rock the boat. Um, this team does have to get better defensively. They've got to get better on the offensive line. And one team that we didn't talk about that could be a landing spot for somebody that's a team that is built to win right now, and that's a team like the Tennessee Titans. They're also looking for a quarterback. Derek Carr uh, has been mentioned there a little bit, and a guy like Aaron Rodgers. You know, you look at teams built to win now. I would agree with you. The Jets and the Titans are teams that, that and the Titans are a playoff grizzled team that has been making the playoffs over the past couple seasons. You throw a guy like uh, Aaron Rodgers in there, and that could change everything with a team like that. Yeah, and, and another free agent quarterback that we haven't mentioned, and I don't think he comes to the Raiders, but it should be interesting to see where he lands. But Baker Mayfield is also an unrestricted free agent quarterback. So uh, you you can chalk Brady off the list, obviously, with the retirement. Brian, I think the Raiders, they're, they're what, what's it, a sigh of, a collective sigh of relief. Because I think if you watch Tom Brady at the end of the, of the season, it... it, it it was painful. It, it was not. Considering it's Tom Brady. I mean, he threw 66 passes, the most ever in a postseason game, yeah. in that Dallas-Tampa Bay game. But the bottom line is, it's not the Tom Brady of old. You also saw him miss some very easy passes, especially for him. And you don't want to see him go out. Like I said. They, they won the division by default. They did. And, and and like I said, Chris, watching Drew Brees in his last pa- season was one of the most painful things ever. Because I respected him so much. And he was done. To, to leave San Diego, get Tommy John surgery, be a small guy, and then... Carve out a Hall of Fame career with the New Orleans Saints was nothing short of miraculous. It was spectacular, and then the guy just stays too long, and you see that with with especially at the quarterback position, guys that just stay too long. You see Andy Dalton and Matt Ryan hanging on for dear life right now. Guys, you made a ton of money. You're set for the next two lifetimes. Well, I know you love the glory of the game. Like I said, I cannot imagine what it must be like to be a successful NFL quarterback, walk around like that. But at some point, you go out badly, and you just don't want to do that. Right off into the sunset. I mean, you know, yeah. Matt Ryan, you got to your one Super Bowl, you flat out blew it, but you got to it. Leave it alone. Well, well, Brian, Tom Brady should have retired after the Bucks won that Super no Bowl. No doubt about it. He should have he should have hung it up then. He went out a loser. He could have gone. I mean, look. He's, Even he's, last year, you won a playoff game last year. You went one and one in the playoffs. Yeah. Get the hell he, out of the game. He's still going to go down as, as the greatest quarterback, yep. maybe the greatest player of all time in the NFL history. I don't know. Lawrence Taylor certainly in that discussion, Jerry Rice in that discussion as well. But look, best quarterback of all time, no problem. You you ring it up. He, he his last game is not as a Patriot. It's a loss to the Cowboys. He could have gone out as the champ, and and who knows, maybe he'd still be married if he would have hung it up after that Buck Super Bowl instead of watching Giselle run around with twenty five year old guys. But <laughs> that's another show. Uh, this I'm sure isn't he'll have TMZ. 20, plenty of twenty five year old I'm girls sure he to run will. around but, with. But but Brian, I mean, look, it's 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 going to be an interesting off season. Certainly, the Jets are going to be players. The Raiders have to find a quarterback. I, I'm not opposed to to Jared Stidham being the guy for a year and see what you have. But you well, have it won't to. Happen. But it won't happen because. You have to accept that year two, you're just punting on the season because right. if it doesn't well, work Dave, out, Mark Davis's ego is not going to let Jared Stidham be the I, I still think that I'm, I'm with you. I think it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo, unrestricted free agent. He he's familiar with Josh McDaniels. Yep. He's familiar with the system. Yep. Um, so so there's that. 
I feel like maybe there's a little bit of a safety net with him. And look, Stidham is certainly capable of being the backup. He proved that he's an NFL quarterback in, in the two games he played last year. I don't think he's going to be, you know, I, I I don't think he's going to be a star, but he, he's he's proved that he's a player in the NFL. And look, I mean, that's pretty incredible considering how many quarterbacks there are in the entire world. He's one of them. Uh, so the, the the real question is, what do the Raiders do on defense? Because that, to me, is is what you need to improve on in the offseason. That's going to be the million-dollar question, Chris, yeah. going into this offseason. Because, because well. you can bring in any quarterback you want. If your defense is is blowing 17-point leads in the second half, if your defense is... is You're not going to win. Not, not just once. How many was it three times that they were up by 17 points or more and lost? Uh, look, it, it, it's... It's one of those things, Brian. I I think it's Garoppolo because there's there's he's a stopgap. You draft Garoppolo or you sign Garoppolo, you keep Stidham, and maybe you go out and you draft a, a quarterback if if he falls to you in the first round, one of the guys you really like. If not, you 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 you, you go with those two guys into next season and you see where 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 the chips fall. But you have to improve the defense. Yeah, you got to work on the defense, and you got to work on that offensive line. You've got to find, uh, you know, seven offensive linemen that you can interchange and get through a season with. And the Raiders, I mean, they they mixed it up almost every single game. They had a different front five, and that's going to be a problem for any team. Plus, you've got to learn the assignments. It's you know being a, being you know they say that the smartest guys in the NFL are the guys that play on the offensive line. The plays are extremely intricate for offensive linemen. Where they go, the holes they fill pulling, making sure you're not downfield too far when you're blocking. You know, almost, you could call a holding penalty on almost every play. You gotta find good offensive linemen, and you know, you saw that in Detroit this year. As successful as Jared Goff was, and I'm not gonna take anything away from that guy, because he did one hell of a job in Detroit, blew my expectations away, put my foot in my mouth about him, but the one thing about that offensive line with guys like Penny Sewell and uh, and Ragnow, their center, they, they have one of the best offensive lines in football and Jared Goff's numbers show that. Not that Jared Goff isn't that good of a player. Hell, he was the number one overall draft pick in the NFL not too long ago by the Rams. But you see a guy be successful when he's got guys that create a pocket in front of him. Jared Goff isn't the greatest improviser in the world, but he was able to improvise well enough this season to be one of the top five quarterbacks in the National Football League because of the play of the, uh, that offensive line. Listen, guys, going to move on. I want to get to UNLV. And uh, UNLV, after winning three straight, looking like they had turned things around when they had lost six or seven, and then just what I consider falling flat on their face against Fresno State in a really, really bad loss on Friday night at the Thomas and Mack Center. They're fourteen and eight overall now, four and seven in the Mountain West Conference. And Fresno State, eight and fourteen with four and seven in the conference. Two of those four wins in the conference have come against UNLV. That is something that cannot happen. And this is what Kevin Kruger had to say after the game about the game. Yeah, we're just gonna No, they weren't able to get over the hump in the second half. And uh, UNLV, man, they're back on the road. They got to go to Laramie, play Wyoming, a team they just beat. And then they've got San Diego State on the road next week. Those two road games, crucial. Um, I say they beat Wyoming. I say they get blown out by San Diego State. Playing game. 
Yeah, it looks like a playing game, and uh, that's not going to bode well for Kevin Kruger, especially since he's not Eric Harper's guy. Eric Harper didn't hire him. Desiree Reed Francois did. Uh, Kevin's going to need to at least win that playoff game, I think, to keep his job next year, in my opinion. Listen, we're out of time. Next week, the Super Bowl show, we have Mike Jones, who's famous for making the tackle for the greatest show on earth in the Tennessee Titans-Rams Super Bowl years ago, and Bernie Fratto, national show um, talk show host on Fox Sports Radio, good friend of mine, looking forward to having both those guys on the show with me and Chris. I uh, want to thank Mark Anderson, thank Chris Chapman, thanks Spencer, I'm Brian Feldman, this is out of line. See you next week. Bye-bye.